Hey, listeners, Nadege August here. I have a quick request before we dive into this following conversation. See, a study recently revealed that male podcasters do their ask at the top of their show, while women, the female podcasters, wait until the end and almost apologize for asking for support. Well, I am ripping a page from the boys' club and am taking notes. I now am going to do my ask at the top of the show. And the ask is simple. Hit that subscribe button right now. Give me a rating, a five-star rating preferably, and share. Share the podcast on social media. Tell your friends about it. You can email, message. There are so many easy ways through iTunes or any other form of platform that you use to listen to the podcast. I am an independently produced podcast. I am a one-person show, except I pay an editor because I'm just not technical uh, to add music and to clean up any background noises that may prove to be distracting. I am also leaning towards becoming a listener-supported podcast. And as such, there is a link that will allow you to Support me, support the podcast financially, monetarily, for as little as 99 cents a month. I also would love to hear from you. Please email me at whatthefockery at gmail.com. Want to hear your insights, thoughts, comments, any ideas you may have about topics you'd like me to explore, anyone you'd like to me to have on, or if you'd like to come on, let me know. With every contribution, I will give you a shout out on air at the beginning of whatever episode you happen to contribute for and, and read your name, always with your permission, of course. And now, on with the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What the fuckery is a transformational energy healer? Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadege August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome. And here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Now, our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truth whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, and inspire you to take action, by the way, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. My guest today is Marla Phillips, who is a transformational energy healer. Now, she's been in practice since the turn of the century, the 21st <laughs> century, that is, 1999, and she partied like a rock star, probably. Kidding. But she doesn't look a day over 25. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's what energy does. <laughs> and so it's interesting because she described it as being something that she didn't choose, but it chose her. So when your calling comes knocking, there is a story there. One that I hope you, listener, are just as excited about learning and hearing about as I am. Hello, Marla. Well, hello. Good afternoon. Thank you for being on What the Fuckery. (laughs) So, this is interesting. Rather than start at the very beginning in terms of who you are and where you come from, I'd love to hear how this trends, this energy healing work kind of just latched onto you because you started out as an actor, right? And you still are an actor, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, Nothing in my life has really been normal, (laughs) as many people uh, can contest to for themselves as well. But um, for me, and um, let's just cut to the chase of where this all began, I actually um, was doing a show at the time, and we were revamping the show. And I came up with this character, and her name was Raven. And being an actor that I am, I started taking on the attributes of the Raven. She was a 1940s nightclub singer, and uh, I had a lot of fun. It was the 1940s, you know, it was a detective murder mystery. And I was so excited because I got to take on this new role. And I love the name Raven. And I've always um, loved birds. And um, so we reopened the show and it was a hit. And as I was cleaning up after the show, I actually would hear Native American drumming in my head. And it was like, what the fuckery? <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. and it was just kind of crazy, and my feet wanted to move. And it was kind of like hearing a Beatles song in your head that you couldn't get out. And I noticed it and let it go. Next night after the show, the same thing happened. So it was like, okay, what's going on here? And it was uh, the next day, my hairdresser of all people said to me, listen, you got to come with me. You have to meet this woman. And he took me to Glendale to a place called the Healing Light Center Church. And there was a woman, Rosalind Bruyere, who trained healers. Glendale is in Los Angeles, by the way. Yes, yes. And I was very taken by her. She was very charismatic. Um... And just took it all in, didn't think much of it. I went back to work the next day, which was my day job, other than the show, as we all had one. And I found out that the company was moving from Vermont to Glendale, right down the block from the Healing Light Center. Every cell in my body knew I was supposed to go there. Wow. So your day job moves next to this healing yes. center practically. Yes. I mean, if that's not a sign, exactly. I don't know what is. So once I got settled there, I went over and I registered. And the first class she was teaching was on Native American healing. And we were discussing Native American totems. My Native American totem is Raven. Oh. 
And Raven is about transformation. So it kind of makes sense. I'm also a Scorpio, which is about transformation. So, I mean, I really didn't know I had this ability. But I kept showing up. And I was fascinated with the information. Uh, she was teaching about the chakra system, uh, healthy boundaries. And every I felt like I had come home. And it was like, every day it was like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm an actress. And prior to that, were you in any kind of spiritual path? Were you raised in a religion? Or did this all come out of nowhere? Um, no. I, I, you know, as a kid, I was into Peter Pan. <laughs> That's not exactly a religion. <laughs> well, I was always into the stars and the moon. Um, I wouldn't say religious, religious at all. Yeah, so you weren't brought up no. in any kind of religion. So you didn't no. have that to contend with. No. Because chances are you probably would not. But have I love the mystical. Yeah. You know, um, both my grandmothers read playing cards, you know. Oh. So, and then, it, like, I know this sounds crazy, but there was a lot that had to do with Peter Pan. Huh, how so? I, well, first of all, my dad worked on Broadway. Who was your dad? Uh, his name is Irving Phillips. He's not with us anymore. He graduated. But um, he worked the golden age of Broadway, and he was a prop master. And before that, he did scenery. And then he was a carpenter on Sesame Street. <laughs> so he had been around, and I grew up. Around that backstage, mm -hmm. and one of the shows, first shows he did was The Sound of Music, and Mary Martin was in The Sound of Music, and she was Peter Pan, and he actually worked on the TV show, which was so influential at that time for us us children, and it was like, oh my God, no! Not only did I want to be Peter Pan, I knew Peter Pan, mm -hmm. and being back in the theater then and seeing her backstage. She, she now, in hindsight, she was like a goddess to me. She just emanated light. And uh, so a lot of my childhood was about, you know, flying and stars and moons and not growing up. Uh, I have to admit that when most kids were playing, you know, with dolls, I, I was acting out Broadway shows. <laughs> That's lovely. Yeah. So, so you know, I was kind of brainwashed. Yeah, it was your own fantasy, ago. but right. reenactment. So it was kind of interesting with the healing stuff. I was in this school now, and I was surrounded by these other healers. That's all she taught was healing. And I didn't think much of it, even that I had the ability, until I started doing some of the exercises. Now, question for you. Was, it, was this her contention? Was that anyone can be a healer? Or were you specifically chosen and told at some point, yes, you are a healer? Well, uh, in the school there, really anyone can train to be a healer, just like anyone can train to be a musician. Mm -hmm. Some people are better than that, better True. at it. Some people are naturals. Um, but I, I just didn't know that I carried that kind of light. And there were other people, listen, everybody has different gifts. Some people see, some people hear. And I remember one day I was, um, running energy and we were actually taught to run different frequencies and she could actually see the colors going through my body from all the way from the floor, all the way up and, and, and cascading down. So that confirmation for me 
was really, really a pivotal moment. And then, of course, I went into, what do you mean I'm a healer? I want to be an actress. I always wanted to be an actress. Let's, let's hone in, well, without sounding self-aggrandizing, okay. is that the word? Um, I believe the arts is a form of healing. This is well, just my Well, it's the healing take. arts. It is, the, bingo, the healing arts. Yeah. But I want to hone in on your specific modality, okay. what you do. So you kind of mentioned you running energy through your body. So let's break down how you work with an individual a little bit without giving too many details. So this okay. energy healing, what is this energy? What is this energy field? What is this running energies through the body? Okay. Thing that you said. Um, you know, in the way I was trained, it is laying on hands, something that's very ancient. <laughs> um, and I have been taught to pull energy up from Mother Earth, from the magnetic field, and I run it through my body. And um, you can also pull in different frequencies that work with the chakra system. So basically, it, it, it's like being a, a fine-tuned instrument. And I think being set up as an actor really helped this because it was so easy for me to do because my body was already an instrument. So when she was training, you know, I took, I took direction really well. So, um, for instance, uh, your life force is the red root energy. So a lot of healing, you use that red energy because the body needs the life force. Listen, uh, I work with all different kinds of situations, everything from somebody going through a serious um, illness. Um, you're not always there to heal them. Sometimes you're just there to have them get through it. Facilitate. And the help step. them navigate it. Um my favorite is really when somebody wants to make a change in their life. That's my So people favorite. come to you for what kinds of reasons? I've had people come to me because they want to stop smoking. I've had people come to me because they were just broke up in a relationship. Going a heartbreak. Heartbreak. Um, I even had one interesting case was somebody that came out of a cult and you know listen we're all we're all wounded on at some level mm -hmm. and sometimes the medical community i feel doesn't have the compassion or the time for compassion you know i think of what i do is cooperative medicine mm -hmm. great word I, you know i don't i you know i don't take the place of i work with mm -hmm. a lot of times when somebody's going through something i say find out what the medical community is doing for it. And then I try to do the same thing energetically. Hmm. What is different from the body as we know it, or allopathic medicine, how it looks at the body versus you, you look at energy. When you say you heal from an energetic field, what does that look I like? I basically feel the energy. Okay. Okay. I'm very kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. That's kind of my gift. All right. And um, I actually scan the body with my hands. And you can feel where the imbalances. Mm. And the whole point is to be in balance. In 
Balance. In balance. Mm -hmm. And that works in any place in our life to be in balance. Uh, I think things are changing even more so now as we evolve in this planet. I think a lot of the work I did maybe 10, 20 years ago with clients is different now because now we're evolving and ascending and we're really balancing a lot of the male and female energies in our own body in order to be in balance, in order to work from the heart. Mm. So I really see the future as being a lot of vibrational medicine and a lot of heart medicine. And what I mean by that is we really have to get back to our heart. You know, when you're scanning a body, so many, so many of us, first of all, aren't in our body. Um, I'm a big stickler for being grounded. And I've got several techniques for it. One is the easiest one on the planet. And the other is we're all kind of stuck in our third chakra. Which is the chakra of what? Intelligence. So we're all stuck in our heads. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we kind of like, you know, comes up and then, well, what happens is people aren't in their feet or legs. They start over here in the solar plex and then go out of the heads. So the first trick is to get them back in the body to feel. But the other part is really opening up the heart. And, you know... Unfortunately, a lot of us have closed our hearts along the way. Right. As a way to self-protect, which self. actually is counterintuitive because we're told, no, you have to keep opening your heart. And it is seen as exposing ourselves and being vulnerable, being vulnerable. where in fact, vulnerability is probably the greatest healer. Absolutely. It really is. Now, when you lay hands, say, for instance, because full disclosure, I've, I've had um, a couple of sessions with Marla over the years. Um, one was post of traumatic surgery, which I will probably share with you listeners one of these days. Many listeners have written to me and said, we don't know much about you. So someday I'll do something that's what the fuckery is in Nadege, right? But in the meantime, Marla helped me greatly. And I remember at some point your, your hand was either on my knee or somewhere around uh, my navel area. And you said there was blockage there, but you kept, on, you kept your hands there. What is that like? Do you, you just felt what some hard ball or what? Well, you, again, it's energy, either the energy's flowing or you get to a place and it was like, oh, it's not, not moving here. <laughs> There's go something going on here. In that case, what I'll usually do is run the energy because actually, uh, there's energy that comes out of my hands. Sometimes it's very hot. Sometimes it's a little more vibrational. Um, and what I do is I then, um, run that into the blockage and most of the times it will disperse the blockage. Sometimes it doesn't sometimes because it doesn't. it's super stubborn or it needs more sessions. You what know, happens that there's a stubborn little bugger that says, Nope, we're not moving. We're not flowing. We're stuck. You know, it, it, nothing is a hundred percent, you know, sometimes somebody, going through some kind of disease um, or challenge, 
sometimes it's more than just the physical. Sometimes it's a lesson they have to get. Um, also, too, I'm just the facilitator. I'm not bringing the energy in. Something much greater than I am is doing the work. But my healing practice is called adventure within. And I don't want somebody to keep coming to me and coming to me. I like that the fact that you could come sporadically as needed. As, as, needed. I've, as I've come to you. It was but usually, I like yeah. to, to teach or, or show different methods that the client can use themselves. I want them to learn their body. You're the one that knows your body better than anybody else. True. You know, so it's really getting to know who you are. And that's something that you help facilitate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, how, ra rather than jump into how people can get a hold of you, um, I, I can't help but be fascinated by this example you gave of someone who came to you because they've gotten out of a cult. Mm. Um. I'm not asking you to violate any kind right, of privacy right. or what have you. So was it because this person was concerned that there was something about their energy that attracted a cult to them or they wanted to make sure that their energy was clear of ever falling into that sort of life again? Basically the person would have died if they didn't get to a hospital and the cult does not allow them to go to a hospital. Hmm. So somebody did save that person's life. By getting them out. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you said What I was trying to facilitate is, and I don't know if I was successful or not because I never saw the person again, mm -hmm. in honesty, but what I was trying to facilitate is getting through the, the brainwashing you know, to try to have them feel something different. Kind of like be, go, get back in touch with who they are, be the, right. being your Ex own person, exactly. being your own thinking human being, right. influenced free by... Right. By, mm. And just by, you know, it, I remember, and this is a personal thing too, before I got involved with the energy healing, I was in group therapy with a whole bunch of people. And... You know, I used to show up and go, this is kind of crazy because nobody, nobody's really healing. And to me, it was more like, uh, excuse the expression, bitch and moan session. And if we were having issues, how could we kind of heal each other? But when I left there and I went to a healer, what happens is you, you, take that out of you and you replenish it with a fresh energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you're getting full again. You're not just taking out and being empty, but you're getting refilled with, you know, basically God energy. Right. So what you do isn't at all, you don't diagnose in any way, no, shape, or form. absolutely not. Do you get, mm, oh, I don't know, that sounds woo-woo, but it isn't. Do you get <laughs> messages or insights as you're working on someone sometimes? Do you ever get a clear message? Say, uh, I, you know, with me, I, I, keep, I keep waiting for those messages. But what happens with me, and I am familiar that I do have 
angels and guides around me. When I start working on a client, after a while, my hands just take over. I'm not thinking, okay, this is going on here. I'm going to put my hand here. It just becomes like a dance. Mm. But there is a moment in every healing that I absolutely love. And a lot of times clients fall asleep while I'm doing the work. And I attribute that too. Sometimes they don't, people don't get enough energy to sleep. <laughs> and it knocks them out mm -hmm. the energy. But there's a time in every healing that this happens where my soul recognizes their soul. Mm -hmm. And it's like an acknowledgement to each other. Wow. And it's very profound. And I love it. And it just fills my heart. And it happens every time without fail at some point. Is that when you know session's over? We made a connection. You're good. Well, usually good. it is at the end when before, you know, I say, you know, okay, now rub your hands together, put it over your eyes and open your eyes. It does happen towards the end when, when they're just all relaxed and the energy is as balanced as it's going to be within the session. Um, and so much has changed over the years, too, that I now do distant healing. You no longer need to be in the room with the person. Right. Yes. That's becoming a way. Is it because something shifted in the universe that allows for this long distance healing? Well, I think it works on the same pr principle as prayer. Um, don't think I didn't test it out before. <laughs> I would take money from anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to prove to myself that it could be done. Yes, yes, of course. Because that's just who I am. Mm -hmm. It's a great analogy, saying it works like prayer. It's true. Yeah. You can pray just because I pray for my mom. She doesn't live and live in this country. Right. Um, doesn't mean the prayers aren't reached. Exactly. It is done unto you as you believe, isn't it? Absolutely. And sometimes I can be on the phone with somebody and do it. You know, it, it every every person's individual. So when I work with somebody it's individual. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a good um, sense of people when I meet them and I communicate to them and hopefully they're truthful with me. And then we just take it from there and see what works for them. You know, people are busy, they work. And, you know, I hate the fact that if somebody comes to me and I work and I get them all relaxed, relaxed and then they have to get into traffic and drive home for an hour and a half to bump it a bump of traffic, that kind of defeats the purpose. True. But if I can work on them before they go to bed, some of them while they sleep, you know, but I will call them and say, you know, I'm how are you feeling to today? Right. You know, I'm, I'm about to go to work. Um, uh, yeah. Are there ever any cases, so to speak, that you turn down and tell someone, I can't help you with that? Does that ever happen? Yeah. There are certain situations. There are certain people Similar. That, Can yeah. we get an example of something someone might have that you may go, mm, I'm not the right person for you? Yeah, people that think they have like entities attached to them. Mm, yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not my special. That's thing. not your, yeah, <laughs> you work with the light, I guess. Right, right. How can one of my listeners or many listeners get a hold of you if they feel a connection or feel the need to at least explore your work at okay. least for one session and sure see and I, you know you want to talk to me 
I'm happy to talk to you, see if we can work together or you want to work together. Uh, you can reach me at Marla, M-A-R-L-A, at adventurewithin.com. All one word. I will have those on the show notes as well right. as a clickable link. Um, my website, which is in the process of getting revamped, but the old, the old one's still up there right now, is adventurewithin.com. And you're on some social media. You're on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not an official work page, right. but yes, I'm there. <laughs> email, yeah, email is great. I do find people, for some reason, just love social media, and but I always feel, well, if I want to make an appointment with someone, I don't want the world to know. Right. I'm going to, like, write to you personally. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because we're in a day of social media. And, you know, again, you have a Facebook page with Adventure Within, but I can't talk about my client sessions. Exactly. You know, they're all completely private. As they should be. As they should be. Listen, because I was an actor, I work with a lot of actors as well. And that has to be confidential. For sure. You know? Um, and I love working with actors because I understand them. And... Um, yeah, you understand that sometimes, does it ever happen with actors that the energies of a character get crossed with their own? Is that woo-woo? No, that's not woo-woo. As a matter of fact, there was somebody I had on my table, and uh, he had been working on a series where he played a very, very dark character. And knowing him and working with him for a bit, I had to make sure with him that when he left the set his character did not leave with him. Mm. And that was just an energetic thing. For sure. Yeah. I can see how that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, you know, in the early days of acting, I mean, that was a fun thing to take your character with you wherever you went. Yeah, but not if you're playing a dark right. character. Right. When, yeah. I, when I hit my 40s, it was like, you know, drama belongs on the stage. <laughs> you know, let, let me separate me from that. Yeah. When you go home, yeah. you go home, you close shop. Absolutely. So it sounds like one can pretty much try anything with you that needs healing. Is there anything preventative about it? So say, for instance, as Absolutely. I... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I can come to you for a tune-up of whatever that means. I just... Okay. I just balance me in case I'm out of whack. Well, my, my big thing is developing your energy field. And what that means is we all know we have an aura and the aura is made up of the part of the wheels of the chakras in your system. And without going into all that detail, the stronger your aura, the less likely any kind of sickness is going to get through. Mm. That's why we always say to walk in balance. See, that appeals to me. Yes. It's like taking vitamins. Absolutely. Except it's out in now your energy field. Here's one further than that is, this is something I put together from, it was, you know, it was really ironic because when I started taking the classes for the healing, and I was in a comedy workshop for like years, and I was learning the same lessons. I just loved it. It was like, this is all one and the same. So I started working with actors, developing their energy field for acting. And what I did was I took different concepts that I have been taught 
through some of my acting teachers. And even I had a fabulous voiceover teacher for a while. And she taught me some things that had to do with the chakra that, like I said, nothing has ever happened the normal way for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I've actually worked with actors developing your energy field for acting. So basically I do transformational energy healing, but there's that little place in my heart for all those actors. For arts, for artists. For artists. Yeah, I love I art. imagine the musicians Listen, can come to you too. Art, art to me art. is as important as breathing. It really is. <laughs> I've been, I, I, I went to art school, so I've done graphic arts. I've done performing arts and now I'm doing healing arts. Wow. It is a trifecta. Yeah. It's a trifecta. It's just, it's, it's creative. It's part of create, creator. Right. You know, people talk about manifestation. I look at manifestation as a man-made thing. Manifestation is just a man-made thing. It's a, well, it's man-manifested. <laughs> but when you create, you are working directly with creator. creator. Language is fascinating, isn't oh, it? Well, that's all part of it. It is. You know, you know words, that's why they call them spells, because it has to do with words. Oh thought of that words carry energy so everything carries energy mm. Pe so many people are unaware of the energy they're putting out when they talk to somebody a lot of people are unconscious so it's your words i mean the thing i love about vibrational medicine you can do it with sound you could do it with color you know, it's it's just all-encompassing. Yeah. It's endless. Wow. This was very inspiring. And oh, I good. think it's a great note to leave on. Good. We know how to reach you, Marla. Yes, and you do. the show notes will be there. Um, I think I'm due for a session. Okay. <laughs> I'd, okay. I'd forgotten how wonderfully uh, balanced, and I tend to sleep well after a session with you, which is <laughs> and a so lot of people needed. having a hard time sleeping these days. Oh goodness, yes, and that's a whole other. And I bet you it has to do with what's going on in the world politically. Yes, but we're gonna stay away from that. We certainly are. <laughs> well, thank you so much, listeners, and as always, I appreciate your five star rating with a comment, a review. If you add your uh, social media handles with your comments and reviews, I will give you a shout out. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. Bye.